run it, run it, run it. <laughs> and I run it, Chris Brown. Hey, that's like my go-to verse every time I spit it to the children. But see, every time I spit your bars, you say that um, I'm patronizing you. Because I can't tell. I can't tell if you're patronizing me or not. No, I produce your music sometimes. So. Yeah, but so you use my accent and it sounds condescending. <laughs> Maybe that's how you talk. <laughs> I know, but you, okay, I'm going to be like, unlearn. Yeah, so people like, do yeah. it all the time. People do, yeah, people make fun of my New York accent and they, they, they pretend to be me all the time. Like who? Seaman, who else? Uh, Coffrey, fucking, you know, my kids especially, like, they hate us because they ain't us. You already know the deal. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Shout out to our Spotify listenership and everybody who checks us out on the Block 105. Email us questions, comments, and topics. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. Unlearn the world with... The littlest MCs of all the land. I'm so happy I hit the right button. <laughs> you have no idea. That like was a, a shot in the dark. Like I was like, I'm hoping I'm hitting the right one, and it's not the bullshit. Uh shit. You okay. don't have that shit memorized, man. No, I don't, because we barely ever use one. it, so we have to get into it. See? Oh, I fucked up everything. Yeah, yeah. no, you didn't. Oh, okay. We're close. We're fine. Don't worry about it. Well, how do you know, man? Yeah, you just gotta sense it like the All force. Right. You know what I mean? Damn it, I was trying to hit the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, I'm fucking over. Exactly. It. Oh, I see it right there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um, anyways, do you wanna get into sad first or happy first? Ah shit. Um, let's get into happy. Let's start on a good note. Let's do the Oreo sandwich. Okay. You know so I mean? let's um then let's start with music. Um because Drake dropped a three pack dropped and Drake the three pack, you, Grammys. Yeah, and Grammys. Fuck, I didn't remember things. the Grammys. Yeah, so let's things. let's start with Grammys. Okay, so Grammys, Nas. That's it. Moving on. Yeah, no, I, I knew nothing. No, um, I, I mean I didn't watch the Grammys. The only thing I saw was the WAP performance, which was meh. Um, and then the uh, other performance I saw was the uh, baby with um, Roddy Rich, which was amazing. Oh yeah, really good. That really was good. Meg Thee Stallion was like, dope too. Arrive. Um, yeah. I, I, it was good. I mean, it was just, you know, I don't know if it was... I mean, I like her as a performer. Like, I like the way she... She's like Beyonce when she's on stage. Like, she's a good dancer and, like, she's got energy and, like, I can tell she's actually rapping whereas, like, Cardi has had, like, so much plastic surgery you can tell she's, like, being careful. <laughs> like, yeah. she's, like, pop I mean, I like city. the fact that, like, the, uh, like, uh, women rap is now... Ha- has choreography in it. They they are working at the level of a Beyonce. Like, yeah. making that comparison is really like, great. Like, Doja because, Cat does really dope Yeah, they're making... Yeah, they're working at that level. Um, You know what I'm saying? Where maybe five years ago, like, it was more of that, like, more narrowed stripper girl kind of narrative and they well, weren't I don't dancing. Know. Like, they weren't... Missy Elliott's shit was always... Mi- been- but that's but Missy is an exception to every yeah. single rule in hip hop, right? We're well, what other about what other female hip hop? Yeah, like before Cardi, who were, who were the female MCs that were popping? Right, you had Young M A, who is but Young M A would never right. Go that's why I'm saying like Young M A is a woman. Nikki, right? Like Nikki. I'm talking about female performances in general, not oh. just Grammy performances. Oh, okay. Because the point that I'm trying to make is that their Grammy performance is at par with what is going on now with women rappers that they are performing at the level of women pop stars. Yeah, totally. You see what I'm saying? Where five years ago before Cardi, there was a narrow lane of just like like stripper girl kind of. Vibe. Nikki was trying to, but again, Nikki can't sing. And either she wasn't really cho- doing choreography, like right? Out. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that's the point I was trying but to make. But I think that now female hip hop artists are pop stars. They're well, more I mean, pop stars I think pop rappers stars. are pop stars. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's just like so. I think it's it's interesting when the rebel culture becomes the mainstream. I it's don't know how to feel weird. about that. You know what I'm saying? And we've been mainstream for a while now. Yeah. You know, there was so. that whole debate that they had on JVP on if the baby was a pop star, and it was very long winded, and I could have done without a lot of it. But it is an interesting conversation. Is like, what do you determine as a pop star versus just someone who's you know a, an A list rapper? You know, what's the difference between that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I I would say that the baby is not yet a pop star. I wouldn't I don't think he is either. But Drake is, right? Drake, like, Drake is, is, is 100. I mean, he did the song, but like we besides besides that we knew off the rip. When 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 you drop a three pack 
and every three, all three songs are the top three in the Billboard 100, which I is think unprecedented. All, okay, because I, I was this is like, why it's so, such a big deal because it's unprecedented for one artist to have the top three Billboard slots from the same project. That right, is only three I, songs. I'm, and this isn't the Billboard chart, but I'm just curious to test this theory on on Spotify. Are you cool if we look at this right now? I'm okay. Um, yeah, he's not the top Spotify for any of these. And he's not, but let's see. Maybe he'll be global. No. So not for Spotify, but. No, I mean, I don't know what Spotify counts versus what Billboard or how Billboard factors in. Yeah, no, Spotify. You know what I'm saying? about Spotify streams. Yeah, so That's just, kind of annoying, though. But it's just interesting. Just like, nonetheless, like, he is the mainstream and he is still actively hip-hop. He still raps at a better level than most rappers oh. in hip-hop. His are the top three in the top songs USA this week. Yeah. Weekly music charts, which I think is really dope. That's what I'm saying. So like for for a rapper to do that at all is is unprecedented. For any artist to do it is unprecedented. So it's just, but it's really, it's a milestone is, moment. Is, it means pop, it refers to pop culture. So I think like if you're looking at an artist and trying to determine if they're a pop star or not, you have to consider if they have been received by popular culture meaning like they're not just a hip-hop fans art like uh, not just right, hip-hop right, fans exactly. like them but they're like they generalize the all yeah like, like griselda is for hip-hop connoisseurs yeah. where drake i think is at for, this everyone. Point for everybody yes like he could be on a he could be on like a reggaeton beat you know with bad bunny or he could be on a song like a pop song right with, you know but i think he i Ariana think even Grande in those moments or, he still represents hip-hop yeah no for sure but he like the similar to cardi b he can he can cross genres and do songs with anyone in the fucking right. world or he could still go on some hip-hop shit like you know it's just interesting like the, i think him wheezy and nikki have all achieved that with like they've transcended hip-hop and have but I've still yeah, maintained. I mean, they're all icons in, 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 in different in, in different respects. But they still you know maintain hip. They're still hip hop. They're, fuck, they're ambassadors know? of this culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's never lost. And anybody who doesn't think that Drake or any of them are hip hop, then you just, I, I don't even know what to do with you. Take your backpack somewhere else. Yeah. Why do you think people <laughs> hate him so much? Just because he. I think that people uh, hold on to what they consider classic or real hip hop, which is more that boom bap shit that, you know, is not melodic, that is not accessible, that it's just. Some people just like things for us you know what i'm saying they don't want the rest of the world to have mm-hmm. it you know what i mean and i think that there's a sound in hip-hop that is just for us and that's what people consider the real hip-hop they don't want it's their the hip-hop to be washed down yeah. or or accessible to the rest of the world and the fact that drake is so accessible to the rest of the world rubs people the wrong way but what i always retort in those conversations is that he still raps at a higher level than most of the rappers that they like yes like his rapping ability. Let's let him, like we can put the songwriting aside and songwriting. He's a fucking genius. Like this right. guy is, you know what I'm saying? But aside from that, he's just his rapping ability. If he, if you weren't bar for bar with any underground rapper that people praise, he would be able to hold it's his own. Like, and, and sometimes that he shine puts, out. He, he does it like hella effortlessly. Like he doesn't go like, he's just like, I'm on my phone. Yeah. I don't know. He just tangent, finds you know? like his ability to find different pockets on the beat. Right, like there's nobody who has a better. And he ear takes hella space, hella right? space. But like, it, but he takes the space because he's finding these odd, these very weird pockets in the yeah. beat to create these cadences that then become the new cadence that everybody wants to use. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like Jay Z in that respect. When Jay Z started rapping certain ways and switching his cadence, everybody started doing their Jay Z so impression. Annoying. You know what Stop I'm saying? So it's just like when you when you when you're that influential, it's it's hard not to. You're shifting the culture, right? So Drake, time and again, shifts hip-hop culture into a more visible space and crosses over. He brings other genres into the mainstream. Nobody was really fucking with Afrobeat until Drake started doing yeah. Afrobeat shit. No one was really fucking with Drill until Drake started doing what Drill shit. What was the shit. Drill sh- shit that Drake did? Drake, Drake shit was hella... I mean, Drake did shit on... Um, what album was that? Not Views, but More Life. He had, like, Skepta on it and he like he had people in the uh, drill movement that he was just he has his ear to the, the to the streets yeah so what happens is people hear these new sounds on a drake album and then they start searching out kind people of the underbelly that of that sound. culture That's you know what cool, i'm saying though. so he's like but the fact that he's that he's he he keeps himself so fresh in in finding these things and then bringing them out like to the how mainstream. old is he i think he's he's 34 35 
I want to say that he's 34, 35. He's not even that old. No. For some reason, to me, I feel like he's hella old because he's just been He's doing been around for 12 years. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> and on a consistent run. Yeah. Like, that's just, you know, it's unprecedented. So, you, you, you have to look at things from, like, I don't look at things from the lyricist perspective when I look at hip-hop. I'm looking at the culture, right? So, when I look at the culture, you got to see, like... Who has maintained their level of relevancy, been able to shift paradigms, change dynamics, introduce new ideas to the game, and, and still keep it exclusive to us in one way or another? And or you have to look at to that. You, like- right? it, so my, my view of hip-hop as a culture, even just the music, goes beyond um, whether or not his lyrical miracle can is, in, is intact. It's like, all right, you put. I promise you, if you put him on a song with Royce the Five Nine, he's holding his own. Yeah, I mean, you he goes on songs with Wheezy and me, like that, yeah, that like, freestyle come on. that he did with Wheezy. Like for me, I prefer Wheezy any day because I just think which Wheezy, freestyle are you talking about? Um, the one here. Yeah, oh, fuck, I can't remember. What does he say? Fuck. The uh, um, on the on the Jay Z beat that uh, here. I think it's on the so far gone joint. He just dropped it. Oh, it's no. Oh, okay. It's the red cover art. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one. Can you hear it? No one's playing. Is it playing? It is, but but like I mean, for me, like I just prefer Wheezy because he just bars the fuck out and right. But that beat. Is Drake's pocket? Yeah, I just I, for me like I I think Drake's dope as fuck. Sometimes I get kind of bored listening to him. He's very like, one dimensional, yeah. and that's what I can uh, I will say his his Achilles heel. But what he does, he does so well that it does. Like I don't want to hear my political shit from. Drake. No, 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 no. You I don't I mean? either. Like, but I just like I can't. Like there's only a few Drake songs that I want to listen to hell at times. Right. Like you know, like this three pack. Like I might go back to it, but I probably won't. Like maybe I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Whereas like. Some wheezy shit I'll go back to a million, bajillion, trillion times so I have every single like, bar yeah, shelf, memorized. Shelf life. And I think Drake has, it depends on the song, it depends on the project. Like, there are song views I don't really go back to that much. But there are other, no. Um, if you're reading this, it was too late. That I don't go back to that album that much. But I don't know names of Drake albums because like, I'm not like a um, jazz fan like that. But like... Uh, Nothing was the same. I always go back to Take Care. I always go back to his last, like, maybe three records like I always go love, back to. You know every single Drake album. I mean, I'm a Drake fan. Like, like that's what people, Drake, people, Drake, people give me shit because, like, I'm Drake a Drake fan. Drake. But I'm like, like, listen to what the fuck he's been saying for the last I, three No, years. no, I, I don't, like, knock you for that. You I know mean, what he's, mean? like, when he's flexing on people, like, the, the bars that he, it's like, damn, that was so, like, how come no one else has thought of that? You right, know? they're so like obviously simple, but like I guess. But they he does it so good, very well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But uh, enough okay, with Drake. Enough. What else are we enough talking about? about? Drake. So Nas won a Grammy. Congratulations to Nas, like well deserved. Um, I would have been happy if Freddie Gibbs won. I would. You know what I'm I saying? I I you know really... why? It's because he has a bar where he's like, "We we won't get nominated" or something like that. <laughs> and the fact that he did get nominated on the 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 one song with Benny the Butcher that he has, yeah. they're on the boat. What's that song called? Oh my god, I, I, I was just listening to it. I know. I don't know the names of songs anymore. Because I'm just like, exactly. I don't know. I, I have a phone for that, but uh, and people always name them something weird that has nothing to do with the song. I know Adrian would hate it. We always talk about <laughs> this, but like, yeah, no, I, I just think it's um, Frank Lucas is what it's called. Okay, see, it's like they don't. I don't even know who that is. is oh, that yeah, a reference when you think to about a, it, oh, no, Frank Lucas was a drug dealer. In yeah, New York okay, City. that's what I was figuring. It's so, all, it's all references. Rolly so big, I took a link about it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. I love that whole that whole cadence is crazy. This whole scheme is nuts. But yeah, go yeah. check that song out if you don't know Frank Lucas. But it is crazy because it's like he is so like I was just thinking about it while listening to him. Like yeah. he can never like his shit is not commercial at, at all. all. Like everything is n words and cocaine yeah. talk. Like he thinks he jumps the n word more than anyone I've ever heard this song. Like, I'm just like I would love to see this performed in front of white people. And yeah. see if they I mean, I was watching the baby do it, and he was like, you know, he was saying hitter. Like you know what I mean? And he I says said, he says nigga all the time. Like yeah. his like his the baby says. I know in the hood. Hook, where it's like yeah. hella catchy pop ass exactly. hook. It's like, yo, you're gonna get some white boys in trouble for this song. Right? No, but I mean, white boys been getting in trouble for a long time listening to rap music. It's so canceled. interesting. <laughs> what do you feel about that? Like white guys that, or white girls or guys that say, "Well, this this person gave me the cosign to say it if it's in a song." No, no one. There's no one black person who can give you the cosign for using the n word. Just period. 
period, period, point Say it blank. again for the people in the back. <laughs> for the, yeah, there's no one black person or a gaggle or group yeah. of black people who can you give any co-sign. non-POC person the thumbs up to use the N-word. Just don't say it. Don't don't complicate your life by insisting on saying yeah, the, saying it's, it. And it's like, <laughs> it's because it's the one thing you can't do. So you're like, really want to do it. It's like, how about just you can't do one thing? Like, that's, right. that's just that. Okay. Just period. Just like, or you just need to get like punched the fuck in the face. Like my cousin yeah. said it before, like and tried to be like, not, no, this, I'm not talking about a black person. Like this white person was acting like an N word. And I was like, you still can't say that. Like that doesn't, it implies rat- so much yeah. in just that. Like you just trying like, to, you nah. need to get, you need to get like, you need to come here and get punched in the fucking face. Like that's that's what needs to it's fucking so happen. It's so interesting. Like, yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting on on why people insist upon saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm working towards saying it less, but there are environments where I'm gonna say it hella. Like that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Because that's just how I grew up. But in 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 conversation, I'm t- working towards saying it less. In my lyrics, I'm working towards. Why? Saying I don't it think less. you should. Feel no, like no, you have- no specific reason. But again, as it relates to cursing, and we would, we were having a conversation about cursing in verses too, right? But like for me, it's it's something that I learned in theater, right? When you're writing a script, you don't start with curses unless necessary because when you finally use it, it's more impactful. Yeah. So when you hear me say fuck shit or some some like crazy shit in a lyric, it matters. I'm saying it for a reason. If I say nigga in a song, it matters. I'm saying it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I want you to pay attention to the context by which I'm saying it's it. It's not a filler word. Exactly. But I think for a lot of rappers, especially these younger artists, a lot of words are filler words. Right. Uh, there's a lot of phrases. There's a lot filler of fluff. phrases. There's a lot of fluff. Fat uh, you know what I'm saying? But I was thinking about like the way we even teach kids, right? We teach them with like the rhyme bank and we teach them with like the cat in the hat game and the things that we do there. But even with the rhyme bank, like you can, we can develop it into not only do you have rhyme banks, you have phrase banks. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whole phrases that rhyme with whole phrases, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we have slang terms. We have, uh, uh, you know, uh, turn a phrase like so something like get into the bag like you could say that in a in a that covers half the bar yeah if you just say those words you see what i'm saying right. so younger artists because they're just trying to be so prolific and everything's dyi and like all you that just want to get as much music out as possible constantly. exactly so they're just like putting shit together hella quick and they're you know and they're freestyling a lot yeah. of this is freestyle and they're not doing it in the same way that Lil wayne was saying yo i don't write no. These kids are literally, that's their creative process yeah. to just like freestyle, come up with a cadence. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest, because it really, it's a weird, it's a weird way of doing ass <laughs> way of creating music. Like I can notice in myself, like there's a certain process that I go through where like now you go through series of drafts of songs. Like I've written like a lot of whole lot, like Deja Vu was a completely different song that I wrote, a different hook, different content, everything. It still was, had the Deja Vu like in the hook somewhere, but it was yeah. completely, and then I was like, I showed it to you and I felt, and I was like, you know what? This isn't like, this isn't hitting the way that I want it to hit. So you rewrite the whole thing and like it takes like a, a whole nother week or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever you can dedicate to it. But it's like for me, I'm so much happier that I put the time into trying to into knowing like this feels right rather than just like writing shit like half ass and not putting the time and dedication into a song that it deserves. It's like if you want that shit to be on commercials or on movies or like any or like performed or any of that shit like don't you want to use like your best fucking song yeah but i think there's kind of a level of clout that people are trying to chase when they say that like yo i don't even i don't have to write this down because it's so easy for me and i believe that to be true for certain particular cases right i believe it to be true for biggie i believe it to be true for jay-z i believe it to be true for wayne did biggie freestyle everything yeah oh my god that's why he has his cadence. Like he's the first one that like he sat and he he never wrote it down. He would work on it in his head. But you that's not saying? a freestyle. You're just memorizing lyrics in but your head. But it's again, it's 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 not about whether or not it's freestyle. It's whether you write it or not. The process yeah. is different. You can hear when the process is different. I can hear when somebody's literally writing it down. No, but that that's like different than saying that you didn't think about any like like the definition of freestyle, just so oh, people okay, are clear, yeah, 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 is far yeah, yeah. different for every person. For instance, when you when New Yorkers say they're freestyling, they're freestyling something that they just had in the tuck. Right. That's the freestyle. Exactly. For me, when I'm thinking freestyle, like you're literally coming up with it 
Right then, improvisationally, and there. yeah. Like yes. I think I, there's a lot of discussions about the East Coast versus the West Coast. And I don't mind people just dropping freestyle verse. It's just like no, recognize what the difference is. I can tell when someone's about, freestyling and when someone's just reverse. But we're speaking about just ju- the overall creative process, not the art of freestyle. And we're speaking about just a rapper coming up. With I know, bars. but I was just saying in that part, those two things in itself are different. And, yeah. and additionally, like writing something in your head is different than freestyling. Yes. Like crafting a song, a verse in your head the way that Jay-Z or Lil Wayne does. Like the way Lil Wayne does is he goes and he spits shit, then he stops, then he goes back and takes out the things he doesn't like. So that to me is like, that's actual like off top freestyling. Whereas Jay-Z would like sit there on the corner and like write verses in his brain. He just wouldn't write it down. Right. But that's still crafting a verse in your head versus like actually going off the top. But but I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that in that process, because it's, it's still improvisational, you're able again to find pockets yes. that you wouldn't find if you were less structured less structured which is the, you, you're finding some right. cool shit to you know because you're not you don't have to read it it's in here yeah. so you're not you're, you're so you're you're interpreting it with a different sense it's more um like it's an audio sense rather than a visual sense exactly. whereas you like one of the students exactly. today we were writing um a class rap together and a student was like this is like poetry and i was like well yeah it Poetry, it is poetry when it's written down like that. But if you're if you're gonna go and just like rap some shit without having written it down, it's gonna sound like a Biggie pocket or a Wayne pocket or something. But if you're just like only writing it down and you never read it back a couple times and take out syllables and adjust things, then it's gonna sound very like robotronic. Like I am sitting in the cap. Da 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 da. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna have that cool flow to it, but. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the way you're visualizing it, right? Because visualization and recognition and visualization relies on symmetry. So when you read it, as you're reading it, it has to sound symmetrical, which is why people who write things down, often their flows are because they're going off of symmetrical, right? When it's inherent and you're writing it here, you'll find different flows. Like you start, cause you're just trying to bounce off patterns in your brain. So you just, it's just, you finding, you're finding different cadences that way. So it's fun to sometimes like freestyle cadences for like now the way that I write, I'll like listen to beats and then I'll just like, and I'm like, all right, that's what I want to do. And then I just fill in, I'm like, tell me about that. And I'm like, okay, now there's a Did you do that before? Is that something that you've recently started doing? I recently started doing. Ah, interesting. Yeah, and I like it a lot more because then you're coming up. Like, I think every artist should definitely get in the habit of switching up their cadences like every four bars. Like just off Mm -hmm. rip, you know, but like... Unless you're like really in some in in a in a in a zone. Yeah. You can go. I have I have certain schemes that I'm going like twelve bars on the shit. Because because you're rhyming it hella crazy. That that's like when you're bugging out. But I think just in general with songs, you want to diversify your your verses by adding you know, different 100%. textures. And I mean, the same way you want to add nuances with your voice, with and the content and everything. And everything. You, you want to keep the ear busy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Dynamics is what Which it is. is. And it's, it's interesting because we're in this world where you have to keep things interesting and engaging because our attention spans are so much shorter. Oh my God, it's crazy. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I was also thinking about like when you're running music video ads, mm-hmm. right? The song you choose has to be, because you're, you're, you're relying on the ad for the view. As opposed to having a large fan base who's automatically going to float to your shit when you post it, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking for brand awareness. So because you're looking for brand awareness, the way that you're editing your videos, you well, have to put this in consideration. You, the part that you do for the ad needs to be like, either it's switching frames like on every beat so that that part that you use for the ad is like really interesting for the, yeah. for the viewer. But I don't think you have to do that for the whole video. It just depends. No, it's, it's just the first, like at least, aesthetic. but I'm, I'm just saying that like, if you are an artist who is looking to use YouTube music video ads to bring awareness to your brand, you have to edit your videos in a way that's going to bring attention, mm-hmm. right? Where I think other artists who have larger fan bases have the luxury of long like intros Like 21 in Savage. And, yeah. yeah, you know Cardi what I'm saying? B Cinematic choices that last for one minute before this music right. starts. If I'm, a, if I'm a Drake fan or a Meek Mill fan, I'll watch that because I want, I'm, I'm, I'm eventually going to get to the point, but I'm fine sitting watching it. Whereas if, if I'm clicking on the link to see something and an ad comes up and it's MC so-and-so, MC so-and-so better get to it in the first five seconds. Yeah, same with I'm the song though. On. 
Like <laughs> when we were showing our song to like a panel of uh, women at one of these conferences we went to like pre-COVID, mm-hmm. they were like, y'all need to get to the song way faster. Like there should not be an eight bar lead up, a four bar lead up. It needs to be two bar lead up. And then you better hear some fucking vocals. Like if, even if it's just like a check it or something, like you can't just be having the, right. You know, you gotta, yeah, you got to get to the point. Yeah. Because people don't have the attention span for that shit. And Especially if you're a new artist who they don't have trust with, they have no connection with, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, you're, you're, their their time is very valuable, so it's like it's it's a whole interesting psychology. It's a psychology of why people want to buy into you, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately because there's so many fucking artists out there. And like you said, mm-hmm. you said this in one of the pods that I that stuck with me. It's like it's a good thing, you know, because people are you know are able to tap into their their creativity, and that's gonna overall be better for the world if we yeah. live in a world full of more creatives, totally. you know, that are expressing themselves. But on the downside for us. As far as a competitive standpoint. It's like when everybody thinks they're fucking superheroes. And yeah. It's like, fuck, bro. Like, but <laughs> when I look at new artists, like for me, I, will, I can tell what it is about them that I don't like. And it's an inauthenticity about mm. it. Like, like it's, it's not like a type of music or a certain look or a certain brand. It's just like, do I buy this from you? Yeah. Do you, do you live this shit? That right. you're that you're about, like you know, like when I saw Snow the product, I didn't know anything about her. I didn't know she was like Mexican. You know, she's right, got right, a light right, skin. Right. But I was just like, this bitch is fucking dope. Like I, <laughs> everything she's doing right here, like I fucking buy into it. Like she's killing it. Like every right. single thing. Whereas like if someone else was trying to do that and they just did something slightly different, I, I wouldn't buy into it. And I'd just be like, next, you know, and I would never be a fan. Yeah, and I think that I think this is kind of a criteria that's exclusive to hip hop. Right, authenticity I mm. think matters more in a hip hop artist than it does in any other genre of music. Right, like we can, we don't really care in any other genre of music. It has to be authentic in hip hop, which is very ironic because there's a lot of rappers who are boldface fucking liars, yeah, and their yeah, entire yeah. lifestyles are. We lies, were just talking about this. And it really it, fucking makes it hard. For and me. they continue to support these artists regardless of the cognitive dissonance that like Takashi Six Nine number shit. one. And Rick Ross, number two, but far less yeah. bad. Yeah, but then, you know, but then you can get into, like, the deeper understanding of, like, who really is the fan base and how they view this in versus how we view this, you know what I mean? Like, for people within the culture, it's life or death, your authenticity, where people who are voyeuristically looking into the culture um, without being part of it, mm-hmm. you know, the, the casual fan who just likes the sensationalism of it mm-hmm. can take it or leave it. They don't, they, it's not as high stakes for them. As it's, it is for it's us. It's also similar to like when you find out um, like your artist that you love has like a political stance or a belief that really goes against yours. Um, you know, that Jim Jones was on Joe Budden podcast talking about that and was saying that he's able to kind of like separate or compartmentalize the two. Like, he How are still, you on that? Like, can I you can't. Say, you can't? No. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I like... Since Kanye became all weird and Christian and Trump supporty, I just can't buy into anything that he does. I, and and to be fair, like I think his music has fallen off drastically. I think, in the but past I think those I think those go hand in hand. I think so too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think as long as you, for me, in many cases, unless it's like some deplorable thing that's like against my true morals and values as a human being. I mean, like, Trump is a deplorable thing against your. Yeah, morals exactly. And values. But your support in him. That's a political belief, right? I don't, I don't convict you in the same way that I convict Trump. You're not, you know, and you, there's nuances there, right? Um, as opposed to like an R. Kelly, like that. Yeah, you I, see what I'm saying? Like an R. Kelly is like that. I, I don't, I don't need, I don't need your music that much to get to get rid of it because you're, you're a horrible all, human dude. being, right? It's you like, know what I'm saying? The fact that it, it, this music plays at all is like is disgusting, you know? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's not... just like, but then you have people like Michael Jackson. But we don't. But they were liars, right? And it's but it, and it's kind of speculative, and it's it. There's it's. it's but they neat. got. But they had pr- like I was not about Michael Jackson when that shit came out. When that, right. But then they came out saying like the rooms they that they were describing and... describing didn't even exist. Like mm-hmm. the rooms that they described in their confession the yeah, tapes or whatever yeah. did were not even built at that time that they were saying. So right. that to me is like. I so if you're like fabricating entire rooms and situations like you're fucking yeah but there are there are a good group of people who still believe the accusations right and they they may have their reasons for it but the point I'm making is that for me as a fan of Michael Jackson that entire speculation or incident 
Tainted. wasn't enough for me to not listen to his music. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. R. Kelly, though, I could. I don't no, need twelve I couldn't, play because like that. if, if you know when I, mean? I believed that I couldn't I couldn't listen to it. Yeah, because exactly, it was exactly. so grotesque and it was so visceral and visceral yeah, it's just, in it's, my it's mind. It's ugly the, when yeah. it comes to R. Kelly. It's just a bad. No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. yeah. Like when I yeah. when I watched that documentary, I couldn't even finish that shit. It was because it's like uh, I have yeah, a kid, you know, and like that yeah. similar shit happened to me. So it's like I don't want to hear. It's just in. Michael Jackson in himself is a very it's, it's scary totally man yeah. when he made his face all white and scary. Like he's Yeah, I mean there's, there's you, know? you know, and that's what I'm saying. With Michael Jackson, there are a lot of problems. Like, yeah. You could do a lot of unpacking but about his fucking But If he's not a child rapist, then I'm okay passing over right. all those but there problems. Are, but there are other people too. I mean, there's other people where you, you recognize not every great person is a good person. I right? just said this fucking quote to Sarah. I, Shout out Sarah. You're getting it from me. I'm the only no, person who's I, I, it was it was on like a documentary. They were talking about like Michael or um, uh, I don't know. I think it was JVP. Fuck, oh. I need to get a fucking sponsorship. You from need, them, yeah, I you just need keep to not about talk about no, because they were talking about the <laughs> night in my the night in Miami with Sam yeah. Cook and and uh, Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, yeah. and they were all like cheating on their wives. But I'm like, yo, cheating on your wives is not like the same thing as being like an abusive rapist person. Like, right? You know, like let's not get him like, oh, like exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you know, like what you like these. people we're dealing with some fucking shit, yo. Like, like if their worst crime Tom's is cheating is on their wives, like going down. Whatever, they didn't beat their wives. They didn't Seriously. like, you know, fuck underage girls. Like, it was just like let them. They're still great. Don't try to knock the pickle tickled. Like, let, 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 <laughs> I don't get it. Let, let. People have cheated for under far like <laughs> worse circumstances. Far totally. in, like no, the opposite of worse circumstances under like much easier circumstances. Yeah. So, you. do you want to get to the sad shit now? Or? Um, yeah, let's get into the sad shit. I think shit. we just I'm, have I'm to. The sad shit. All right, so there was a shooting in Atlanta that yeah. resulted in the deaths of eight people, six of which were Asian um, women, and it was a shooting that was that took place. A 21-year-old shot up a bunch of like spas and salons in Atlanta. Um from what I read and I haven't done enough digging and I'm not here to be the, you know, official report on it. I just kind of want to like shed some light and insight onto this whole subject. Mm -hmm. Um, but they have reportedly said that it wasn't a hate crime. This was a 21 year old that was actually doing this as an, as as like a, um, an act regarding like being deprived of sex or like, fetishization of Asian women um, is what he said that himself that's what they're reportedly saying yeah I mean it's just a matter of like I'm I'm interested in knowing what evidence do they have to support that this was a hate crime because I keep on I keep on hearing that um, they're not charging him with a hate crime kind of implying that they should be yeah well that's what what the Asian American community is saying is that they're doing this to to, to kind of protect the shooter Um, and so that's why they're saying it. So I, I don't know enough about that. To me, his motives are unimportant because this is just another series of violent events against Asian people. And I just feel like it's important for us to talk about it because it's really fucked up. Yeah, no, of, of course. You know what I'm saying? And I think whenever there is an incident like this mass shooting or mass shooting that seems to be race related, you have to kind of just take a pause and look at kind of what the social dynamics are. Um, I always just, I'm, 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 you know, I don't want to make a hot take, but it's just like, I just always find it interesting that we're having these conversations around, uh, you know, Asian, anti-Asian violence and all these things. We, we, we've been having these conversations for like six months to a year, slowly mm-hmm. but surely they're starting to ramp up and then an incident like this happens and then it catches the national attention that it needs to. It's just, it's just really interesting, like that entire dynamic. Because the events that happened weren't big enough to spark national interest until it becomes a mass shooting by yeah, a 21-year-old. so, yeah. And then so what they're saying is like that... Um, the suspect was having a bad day and indicated that sex addiction and not race was the driving factor. Well, no, so I mean, cause it still could be a hate crime because he may hate women. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how you slice the cake. It still should be considered a hate crime. If it's not an anti-Asian hate crime, 
then it's definitely a, a, a woman hate crime. Right. You see what I'm saying? And um, he should be charged regardless. If and that's I the think case. they're trying to be like, oh, he was just sexually attracted to Asian women. So that's why not because. But then he, it's but still it's like an Asian yes, hate crime. Like, I don't stupid. understand, like, where you're slicing the cake and they where they think that it's not that what it what it seems it's to be because they're trying to protect him it's like with the movie we watched last night with brooklyn's finest like when a, a cop like shot a young kid who ended up having weed in his backpack and he was like well the kid had weed in the backpack so was it you know did, did you shoot him right because right, of that right. but the cop didn't even know he had weed in the, the backpack story. it's mm-hmm. like they're just always trying to like protect cops or protect white fucking men or whatever the fuck they're trying to do some fucking bullshit instead of just calling it for how it is yeah. And it's like this shit's been happening a lot in the Bay Area too. And like I imagine nationally, I don't know how it's impacting other countries, but this shit is just fucking crazy. I I wonder if there is a good amount of anti-Asian violence in the UK or in um like other places. You know, what I'm I mean, saying? Like, is is the same? I don't really feel like the same level of violence, like racist hate crimes, exists in other countries as much as it does here. Like against Arab people or Black people, I don't. No, one hundred. I mean, there's hella much, racism in like the UK against like anti-immigrant sentiment, and there is a lot of you know anti-immigrant what I'm saying? sentiment. Like, but I'm just wondering if it's like as big as like it is here, as far as like shootings and police brutality and shit like that. I think it's just not covered. Mm. I think racism is racism. You know what I'm saying? Because racism exists based on imperialism. So. Racism is a symptom of imperialism. So you have to look at countries that have been imperialist to recognize to or to at least understand that there's some level of racism there that is in that's in their system, that's in their personalities and in their 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 ethics. But I think that all of the isms, sexism, racism, xenophobia, 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 yeah, yeah, um, is contingent upon the country's history. So it's all going to be different, like. Yeah, You know, it's just the way it is is just different based on the history of the country. Like, our country is a very unique, fucked up history. Yes. That, you know, <laughs> and you can't, and, and it, there's certain pa- parallels at other places in other countries, but it's very unique here. And so you can't really extrapolate it in the same way to other countries. Like, right. the, Im- the impact and the effect that it has on people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you have to put it in the macro and then and, and then just kind of say, okay, well, European countries, right? Because each of them did something different because it's so hard to kind of pin down. But you know that generally this, these things seem to be the collective values of this particular area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just based on what their interests were. Like, there's a very interesting book I read the first year of college called Guns, Germs, and Steel. Have you ever read that book? No. It basically kind of chronicles and tries to explain how Europe dominated the rest of the world Mm. through these different items and these different things fucking um, europe man i did really not inter- i don't it's, get it's where they where so do they get off feeling like they can just do this shit like it's y'all have the very, palest fucking skin you can't the, the sun so is your biggest like downfall okay like what the fuck <laughs> it's but it's, you it's lose very every olympic fucking competition unless it's like fucking bowling or something lame <laughs> like no nah, it just it's it's really just int- like just the history of it and, and what what drives certain uh, groups, their their mentality, the collective psychology of certain ethnic groups and whatever the case is. And I don't want to like start heading down that road of bashing ethnic groups. So I'm not going to say much more, but it's just really interesting when you just look at the whole dynamic of, of um, the collective psychology of well, people. Well, let's just say that if people, I feel like the best way to support any Asian American people right now that are probably fucked up after this, um, it's just reach out to them and just see if, what you can do. Just and if you have like a platform, maybe consider you know using your platform to just show your support. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's so fucked up. It's. I just wanted to touch on yeah. this subject. Just no, like, totally. And I, I, I think that you should always like, like, like we did last year, like we're doing now. I think you should always take inventory with yourself. To see, like, do do I feel the need to reach out if I don't feel it, or if I if I feel offended by it? Why is that? Um, have I reached out before? Why am I just now doing this work? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to kind of think about like, 
have I always been supportive to the Asian community or do I just want to appear to be supportive mm-hmm. of the Asian community? You know what I mean? And like, if you can have those honest conversations with yourself, then you'll move as you need to move. And I don't think anybody will question your, 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 um, authenticity, authenticity, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, well, I mean, you know. it's like, for me, it's like, I have so many different groups and types of friends. Like, I just feel like if I ever see something that, like, I know that if this were happening to to me, I would want someone to tell me, to check in with me. Yeah. You know, so I just kind of try and put myself in other people's shoes. And I don't necessarily need to, like, you know, I would just check in and be like, yo, do you, if you ever feel like you want to use my platform in any way or you need me to do anything for you, like, you know, in, in this time, if you need support, if you want me to fucking punch someone in the face or, like, write it, like, a battle rap, like, whatever, you, like, I, I don't have that much, need, but, it, yeah, yeah. I got you, fans. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we don't have to, we can move on from the, from the sad stuff. I have another crazy, I have a couple crazy shits. All Um, right. Give me some crazy. I need some crazy in my life. (laughs) Um, so I learned today, did you hear about this? That this like hella rich ass dude, um, had this hella dope ass Victorian house in San Francisco and he found out that like the land that it was on was like, he, he, he wanted he wanted to use that land to put up a hotel or something because the property was like really valuable. Okay. But he didn't want to knock down his house because it was like a historical landmark or some shit. So the motherfucker takes his fucking Victorian ass house. It's like five fucking stories, lifts it off the ground, puts it on like fucking cars and shit, drives it through the fucking city of San Francisco, moves this fucking house and plops it down on another piece of land. And I watched the video and this shit. Are you serious? I'm like <laughs> stopping traffic. Like just a fucking house How down the street. How is that possible? I, rich people, man. Look at that shit. It's a house going down the block on a fucking track. It's like... <laughs> With I can't even process what I just saw. Finest, yo. I cannot process what I just saw. <laughs> it's so funny, yo. It's like imagine if you were like looking out your window, like, "Mom, that house is moving." Go back to your homework, Timmy. It's like, yo. I mean it. Like, it's hitting trees. And then when it's on the ten o'clock news, see, my I told you, <laughs> being a fucking bitch. I don't fucking understand the audacity. I can't even <laughs> process what I just saw. How much money do you think it costs to get to, to oh close God. down roads and do all this shit? Like, oh, it, it says right here, the cost of moving the six-bedroom house was around four hundred thousand dollars. Hey, <laughs> it ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> if you want to know where it's located, eight hundred seven Franklin Street. People are gonna throw oh, no, rocks to, at to that motherfucking house, yo. Street. That's like an example of everything that's wrong with the world right now. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Rich people are able to move their houses and we're still having a housing crisis. That's what I'm saying. This like, isn't uh, like... The, I, I understand. Because you have I, so I, much I, houses I and space you don't need. And why use. people want to check the fuck out of this like, whole thing. Like, I understand. Not not suicidal. Let me be clear. Like, check out of it like, yo, fuck people this shit. People do want to suicidally But yeah, it. but what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not speaking to that. I'm speaking to people who wanting to just completely unplug from the society, right? And live in a tent city. Like, that kind of shit. Like, Yeah, no, we still, we gotta do that. <laughs> we gotta do, like, a whole, maybe, like, mini doc of us, like, interviewing homeless people and being like, yo, do you speak, like, have you found divinity living out here <laughs> like are you detached from materialism like do you know how to I travel think if you to took a homeless person and world? gave them the housing that is adequate enough for them they would have a hard time adjusting depending on how long you've been homeless mm. you know what i'm saying like i think they would have a hard time adjusting i think that kind of living is so traumatic that you exist in it in it like a spiral, like a cycle. It's the trenches. Yeah, it's you're in a, it's like soldiers coming home from war and like okay, go back to your <laughs> nine to five and your wife. Yeah, and be normal. it's just a it's different. Like... It's a different kind of humanity. You know what I'm saying? And I've been thinking a lot about humanity in the macro sense, right? We were watching that documentary yesterday on Edward Bernays, uh-huh. the father of propaganda, and yeah. that he's like the nephew of Sigmund Freud. Yeah, it's so um, crazy. So I've been really thinking about like how human beings are viewed in the macro. And how we're manipulated in mass, and it's it, not that it's really simple to do. I don't want to be as like dismissive as that, but I can see how if you've been trained 
in that science because that's what it is how like it, it's almost it, it's almost like sorcery <laughs> mm. it's almost like sorcery you know what i'm saying what, like you mean like what what makes it sorcery because like, you are magical? you you have a <laughs> un, no magic? because you under you have a understanding of a human being psychology more than them, mm. themselves but what's the definition of sorcery I, that that just reminds me of well like, sorcery is yes yeah, yeah but sorcery is magic right oh, okay. but magic is like, just wicked magic but magic is unquantified science. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? That's dope. I like that. Like, magic is the science of the ancient world. Like, we we call it mythology and we call it, we put all these words on it because Mysticism. we haven't been able to quantify what human beings were doing back then. And it doesn't fit into the narrative of we are advancing. Well, then the same way would be like, then you would consider dreams to be magic because people can't quantify or understand or really study 100%. the process of dreams. Yeah, but that it, but it, you're what you're when we call it magic, what we're doing is we're speaking to something that is very um, ethereal, mm. that's intrinsic to human ability that no one's able to explain, right? We could call it God. We could like call when it the twins force. can we like could... sense each other are in danger. Yeah, we could like... call it God, the force. It's just it's what I what I've come down to understand it. It's it's the planet's Wi Fi, right? You don't think they can create Wi Fi signals out of nothing? They created they generate energy that's that vibrates at a certain frequency for us to be able to access data electronically without wires, mm-hmm. right? They've created that technology. I think the Earth already had that technology. And I think that when we're able to process magic, when we're able to create miracles and all of that, the human being is tapping into the earth's Wi-Fi. I like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a frequency vibration that makes you, that's how pyramids are built. Well, it's how people (laughs) you can perceive things when you're vibrating at a different frequency. Exactly. Like you can probably perceive, like, yeah, it's very, very interesting. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, so magic was science of the ancient world. And we, 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 we mystify it to keep it, us from recognizing that we as a human species have devolved, though our tech, uh, technology has evolved. Yeah. But as a species, we have devolved. So, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're less magical than we were. Because all we're getting are, like, the story behind the story behind the stories, like the game of telephone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not putting it into practice. Right. So like, you know, right. So our, our understanding of spirituality is, oh, let me just wear these crystals. <laughs> Where their understanding of spirituality was you take these crystals and you do something with it that vibrates you to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just kind of watered down. It's like, well, and that in the fact that we put this label of mysticism or mythology onto something gives it the vibe this it doesn't it's not real you know it makes it seem yeah. like it's fantastical like yeah it's not it's not accessible or it's not based in science or rooted in and reality. i think the media has done a good job of that because we we believe in these we get hyped over these fantasy movies so we're always externalizing our own abilities seeing it outward right they you know put hollywood shit on it like they right like, remember we were watching some shit that ended up kind of being pizzagate but i think i took a little <laughs> bit of truth a little kernel of truth from it yeah whereas like they'll They'll put some shit that's actually happening, mm-hmm. like uh, MK Ultra. You know, they yeah. put that in like and in, in like uh, uh, Avengers movies and shit like that. When like that shit's actually rooted in actual events that actually 100%, occurred. Exactly. But they, because they're putting it into this crazy ass superhero movie and pairing it with all of these things that are completely fictional, you associate both things. You associate the truth component as being fictional as you're well. controlling the narrative and by controlling the narrative you thusly control the perception if you can control the perception you control the reality you mm. see what i'm saying perception is reality mm-hmm. it's how you perceive things this is why when psychologically when things trigger us we project a reality onto things that it doesn't exist or why you sometimes <laughs> deal with people that are like complete either narcissists or pathological liars because they live in a reality where the narrative that they've convinced you to believe they now believe and so they're not even li- in their mind. They're not even in their lying. mind. They're not. They lying. just altered the reality, even though it's not the same reality you've agreed to. They're uh, they're you, imposing what, that. What reality do they call that? You. Like, what do they call? It's a that type of narcissistic, um, like uh, personality disorder. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I'm very the the, the, the personality disorders is that. so interesting because it's not something that you can measure chemically in someone's brain. Um, whereas like 
you know, depression and you can yeah. look, look at serotonin levels or you can look at genetics. You can look, you know, at, at certain trends and patterns geneolo- genealogically um, in your heritage and or in, 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 you know, ancestrally. But like with type two disorders, it's it's not really like that. Like you right. can't look at like certain hormonal imbalances in your brain. It's just like. I, I don't I, I I'm not well versed in why that is that way, but like narcissistic disorders and stuff like that, those are like type two. It's super huh. interesting. Yeah. That's these are all these things that we we that the average human being doesn't know and doesn't think about. You know what I'm saying? Like what triggers us, what's motivating us, like these subtext uh behavior patterns. You know what I mean? Like, why are we reacting this way? Well, that's why like therapy is so important because it I, it's like you're getting it gives a you vocabulary. Te- it well, gives you that, vocabulary into your own brain. But you're getting an objective observer to like point things out to you um, that you normally wouldn't have noticed in your be- own behaviors. It's like a sherpa into your own, you know. It's like you're looking back at your life, it, like through almost like a movie, and someone's pointing out, saying, "See that right there." You did that because of this. And it's like, like director's Whoa. commentary. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, like they're breaking shit down. You're Holy like, shit. You never learned how to make boundaries because of this traumatic event. Whoa, what? Yeah, like it's not, shit. yeah, and it's very it's eye-opening. It's the, it's the self-work. You know um, what I'm saying? How much more time do we have left? I, I think wanna... we're just going to fill it. We're just going to go for it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I also <laughs> wanted to talk about the fact that like festivals and shows are like happening. They right are coming back. Yes. Yes, I'm doing a show on Saturday. I'm really excited. Yeah. Is UC that... Theater. So are they going to be indoor or outdoor? So it's going to be similar to the Midway show in that there are tables and chairs set up outdoors. Uh-huh. And I think there's a stage that is set up outdoors so that the performers are performing But the UC front. Theater has an outside? I didn't know that they did. They don't. They created one in COVID, uh, during COVID. Okay. And when people were allowed outside for dining, they were doing um, things. Is it like out on the street then? The, yes. Are they are they closing down a block? I think they closed down the block or they closed down a portion of the block. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure how that is. And exactly people sit works. up there and they set up a projector and then you guys perform inside or do you guys perform outside? I'm not sure yet, to be okay. honest with you. I just know it, it, You know what's cool happening and you're going to be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just excited to be doing a live show again and to be rocking with a band again and all of that stuff. So like I just it's good testing for our show coming out on the 27th, which I'm really hyped about. Yeah, well, that's going to be a different kind of show because there's not going to be any people but even then it's still a performance so like I've been looking at performances lately I've been watching a lot of performers and I've been studying Mm. you know what I'm saying and I I, I think I'm locking into something yeah I I really want to do something like like I want because to me I look at this the the one that we're doing on the 27th as like a live like an NPR tiny desk yeah because it's a it's a a live performance that no one's going to be it's only going to be used it's only going to be used as for people to see visually like um through a recording so the things that you would do like call and response or like crowd interaction will not be accessible to you and right right will not be so exactly so So how then what does your stage presence right it's it's, it's, they're tapping into the same shit as they're doing on npr tiny desk from not you know from their homes or whatever like roddy rich live performances that he's been doing with live bands and shit and it's just like how can i make this different and cool and entertaining and better than just me rapping or singing like what what can i do um that that if i can't involve the crowd so yeah yeah Yeah, i'm i'm really hyped i'm really hyped like doing like a live like beat segment would be kind of cool you know or like some some shit i don't know yeah i think I think what I'll do as a DJ is incorporate my live beats mm-hmm. into that and start putting like remixes in there and like really, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can make remixes. Like I could take hot songs and then make beats around them mm-hmm. and then put out yeah. the remix on like SoundCloud or yeah, that would on be Bandcamp. Cool. You know what I mean? Or like blending songs mm-hmm. that you have with other well-known songs. Totally. Um, but just, yeah, giving kind of like like adding, I don't know, some some different like nuances to the set that isn't just rapping and singing but doing so without an audience i don't know it's going to involve a certain degree of creativity and i don't know what i want to do yet (laughs) maybe i'll bring the piano what have you been focusing on like what have you been focusing on recently just like your pen like your pen game and like oh in general oh my god my focus is everywhere but i'm talking about creatively as an mc like whatever whatever it's like for me it's been performing or getting back in performance shape like Mm -hmm. the ability to perform at the level that i was 
performing at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mind you, I was performing every Sunday for five years straight. I know, straight. that's crazy. That's a lot of training. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so regardless of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I I need to get those old Spidey senses back. Yeah. You know what I mean? But once I tap in, boy, I But, I mean, in. this podcast <laughs> in a certain level is kind of like a performance. Teaching is like a performance. I mean, I think those so, are all, yeah, performances on one level or it's another. It's being but, engaging but and creating content to entertain people. Doing the hip-hop shit, Yeah, it's, it's different, You know what I mean? Like, doing the hip-hop shit. Like, that's... That's, that's what I miss doing the fucking hip hop shit. Like I was watching Conway freestyle the other day. I was going dope. nuts because I'm just like, this is the hip that that's like the hip hop fucking Lady shit, Fingers you know I mean? and I am of the Dreamer. Yeah, like, like just like, the, like give dope. me some hip hop shit. Yeah. You feel me? Like so, I, I want to get back. I want to get that feeling again. You know, I had it on my birthday when I when we was chilling and rapping on my birthday. I felt it. You mm. know what I mean? When I was out with the gang with Hip Hop for Change, when we was doing that block party, I felt it. Mm. Like it was just like, all right, this. You know what I mean? You catch a wave. Like, mm-hmm. for me, you know what I mean? When I'm on that mic, I catch a wave. I remember, I think I was going to sleep last night. I had these, I was like, I was dreaming, but in the dream, it was me back, like, when you met me. Like, that era mm-hmm. of, like, shows at the showdown and, like, that era of fresh. Like, it was, I was having a dream about that. I remember just being like, this is my bag. This was, this was the fucking scene. Like, this was fucking hip-hop. Like, what is like, it about performing that you love the most? Oh man, I like the transformative nature of what we're doing, right? Like, you know, like I understand it the way that I teach that Zulu understand the, the importance of the jam, that it was metaphysical. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 I'm in a stargate. Hip hop becomes the stargate in that moment. And everyone so, becomes kind and of that connected. transcendent moment, right? Like, you know, you can give people crackles of these, of these transcendent truths because you're tapped into a higher frequency. They are in turn tapped into a higher frequency. You are getting revelations in that moment through your voice and through your ability to perform. You are communicating higher ideas that people are now receptive to that they wouldn't have been otherwise. You know what I'm saying? But do you think that the way that, that like what you're kind of t- t- speaking to seems to me like the purest form of, of participating in a hip-hop jam, whereas today I feel like going to hip-hop shows involves a lot of people trying to numb, and it really dullens that transformative impact. Or it can heighten their awareness depending on the frequency of the room. You know what I'm saying? Just like in the same way that you kind of have, you can have happy drunks and angry drunks and sad drunks, I think that depending on the frequency of the room, that inebriated state is susceptible to transcendence or Mm-hmm. The, the evolution right like in that if you're around nothing but sad people and you're all drinking and it's at a certain point you're gonna feel the vibe in the room and it's gonna fucking sink yeah. like a ton of bricks in the ocean right otherwise I think that when there's another vibe in the room and you're an inebriated when it's state, an uplifted and celebratory there's positivity yeah. there's love there's you know what I'm saying that's that's my one critique about what these young boys is doing is that the energy you're not trying to turn up to celebrate life you turn it up like yo, I fucked yo, bitch, nigga. Then, then, like that's their, that's their. Yeah, so it's but coming let's from this antagonist. Like hip hop hasn't been like that. For well, no, minute. my my point is that like the energy, the energy and the intention of the song isn't like yo, we 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 lit and we're having fun. It's like we we lit at your expense. But that's the whole, a, that's I think hip hop is a different very narrative. flexy culture. Oh, we've always been. Yeah, but I think we've become more of. We're up at your expense. Where I, back then, back then it's like we're up and yeah, we're fucking hoes and shit like that and like whatever. But now it's like it's the dominant thing to be like to be aggressively um, antagonistic. I guess that's the. I flex. think that what you're <laughs> speaking on is like it used to be more like we are the outsiders in saying fuck the status quo, whereas. Like, that's kind of how hip-hop was. The yeah. counterculture. And everyone that was at the hip-hop jam was a part of the counterculture. So us saying we up is including everyone that's there and the fuck you right. to everyone that's on the outside. Whereas now it's kind of like, it's just very, like you said, like you're you're constantly trying to antagonize someone and incite a fight or like some shit yeah, with someone. Exactly. And just flex to the point where it's no longer like cute. It's like... You, you want me to punch you in the face. Exactly. Like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you just unpacked it but very well. But I think you also are, like, glossing over 
some important issues where you're saying fuck that hoe, fuck your bitch, where it's like a bunch of misogyny that's been no, there. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's and toxic always. And that's, even that's, 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 that's at the really toxic. Toxic. <laughs> like it's at the expense I mean, of we, the hoe that's getting fucked. It's, it's like, something that we've been meaning to talk about, but I really want to break down on this show the psychology of or what I think the oh, psychological yeah. profile is of these young kids. I know like you, you want to you want to be like the I want to get to man. the bottom of this. Yeah, I want to be yeah. the fucking Malcolm Bright of hip hop yeah, artists and profiling. Like, profiling. For those that don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the show prodigal son the main character is a meerkat yeah all right we but i think we we're done i think we yeah i didn't know i think we're good we're 100 percent over we did this with no guests yeah oh that's awesome all good i like uh, it sometimes that happens yeah ratchet and woke podcast like us on facebook follow us on instagram shout out to everybody watching us on the block 105 we appreciate y'all and um email us question comments and topics ratchet and woke podcast at gmail.com unlearn the world follow me on instagram and Lil mc at lilmc.music. Yes. And yes. then to, we will let you go with this wonderful, I don't know what you're What are you pressing? Press it. Go for it. What is she doing? <laughs> I never know what she's doing. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs>